Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 92, and it will be about construction company startup stress reduction. We are QuickBooks experts specializing in construction. And we've noticed that new contractors have horrendous levels of stress. Let me ask you a few questions. Did you quit your job? start your own construction company only to discover you may need a contractor's license and bond and suddenly you realized it cost real money to own and operate a construction company now that can be stressful did you ask a friend or relative to loan you some startup capital and they agreed on the condition you become equal partners in your construction company the idea would uh, the idea was you would do all the work and they'd get half the profits and you plot refused. Or perhaps not. At this point, it's getting very stressful. Did you happen to go to the bank and they offered to give you a line of credit? Wow, that felt better. Until you understood that not only do they not want to be partners, they just want everything you own used for collateral. And everybody they can get to co-sign all right, so you're ready to say okay. Then you found out the interest rate is 24%, more or less. And they can call a loan due if you ever miss a payment and take everything you own. This is getting extremely stressful. Did you use your personal credit cards or your perhaps borrowed credit cards from relatives, mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle? whoever, and you racked up your supplier accounts to finance your new business, and perhaps you were not as careful as you could be about what you bought. Hmm. Well, what's to do next? If you've never run a business, the only thing you know is that your old boss was a terrible business manager, and anyone could do better than that. But now that you're the boss, you didn't know where to start. Now, that's getting some extremely painful stress. Are you spending the time required to set up your construction company properly so it'll save you grief, time, money, and pay dividends in the future? Or are you winging it? Are you taking steps to protect yourself with a subchapter S corporation or sub S to protect your business and personal assets? Are you getting organized? Did you pick a company name that says something about what you were doing? We strongly recommend a subchapter S Corp for tax advantages, protecting your personal assets in the event of a claim or lawsuit against your company and for future expansion. I also suggest you consult with a construction attorney and follow their advice. Now there's some tax advantages from an accounting point of view for LLC or sub S. If you do not set your corporation up correctly, the profit or loss in your business may be passed 
on through the owners as normal income. Since the LLC or CBS does not, spay, does not normally pay state or federal income taxes as separate business entities, you may be able to save some money over a sole proprietor and eliminate double taxation. And again, for what it's worth, for a variety of reasons, we recommend a subchapter S. You make the final decision. Let me just pass along a piece of information here. If you're thinking about a partnership, please rethink it. I have many decades of experience in construction and construction accounting, and I can tell you from what I've seen in most, not all cases, but most cases, partnerships are the only ships designed to sink. We recommend you stay away from them like the plague, unless for some odd reason you're in partners with somebody you've known for a very, very long time, you like and trust them. Um, we have a number of clients that have partnerships, and they work out great. I'm sad to say that more partnerships we've seen not work out great, but that's a decision you need to make. The next step I want to talk to you about is your construction bookkeeping services. You need to have somebody that understands construction because it's best to start up that way and they can set up your QuickBooks correctly in the beginning for your construction company and then take care of the accounting until you're ready to take over. Please don't fall into the trap of, I won't bother getting a construction bookkeeping service until I make some money. Um, it's extremely cost effective and very, uh, doesn't cost a lot of money to get it done right the first time. But I've seen situations where it's cost many, many tens of thousands of dollars to correct something later. So do consider having it set up correctly the first time. Set up right. Let me talk about bank accounts. I recommend you set up two bank accounts in your company name. All large income and expenses go through the one account and keep the debit card in your personal safe, or better yet, just grind it up and get rid of it. The second bank account is for all your debit card purchases, and you keep that debit card in your wallet, and that account has no more than 500 bucks or whatever you need for small purchases during the week. So, two accounts. Please don't have your debit card uh, attached to your main bank account because let me just tell you we see this frequently if you lose that debit card or it gets stolen or somebody steals it and the worst we see it is the uh, the bad bookkeeper who feels entitled to embezzle funds will take that debit card and abuse it to no end um, yeah the banks will tell you that they'll cover those debit card charges but more often than not they don't so you take the proactive approach the next thing I want to share with you is never, is a very long time, never ever co-mingle personal and business money or you could lose the tax benefits and personal protection of corporation. If you've done that, seek the counsel of a good construction attorney. Um, also seek the counsel of a good construction accountant because a lot of times we can straighten out those transactions and make the paper trail work out correctly for you. I say it tongue-in-cheek, just to get one thing really clear, um, we play, we color within the lines. We play within the, the rules and laws. We do not, and no construction accountant with their salt <clears throat> is going to play outside the rules and laws. Put money in and take money out of your business is okay if it's done correctly. Your bookkeeping service can advise you how to do it, so it is recording QuickBooks properly. You really need to understand when a transaction is income, and when it is not income. 
I'll give you a couple of quick examples. If you take a deposit for a job, let's say you, you engage a client on a remodel or a, a big service repair on his, his or her uh, residential or commercial building, and let's say you take a $10,000 deposit. Well, that deposit is not income until you issue an invoice. So that's just one quick example. Now, insurance. Insurance is critical to your construction company. Journal liability insurance, auto, rental equipment insurance can help protect your company against those claims for personal injury and property damage. It may also help you legal defense those claims. Talk to an insurance agent that understands construction about your insurance needs. And I hope you never ever need to file a big claim on your insurance. Heaven forbid, if you ever do, you file a big enough claim, um, I'll give you some general guidelines, over 10,000, then we live in a world of what is, not what should be. If you get to file a claim over $10,000 in your insurance company, I recommend very strongly that you seek the counsel of your construction attorney to help the insurance company stay focused in the right direction. Sometimes insurance companies get, uh, get confused. Let's go to the next subject, architectural engineering designs. Similar services are good to get professional liability errors missions insurance to help protect you and your company from claims arising out of mistakes in designs and calculations. Contractors licenses. Information changes as rapidly, so check online for your local county or contact us and perhaps we can help. Area code 206-361-3950 or email Sherry, S-H-A-R-I-E at FastEasyGuying.com. We're not attorneys, but we can help lead you in the right direction. Performance bonds. Here's a new subject. If you're doing public sector work, you will probably be required to provide a performance bond to ensure that you complete the work in accordance with the terms of the contract. Bonds or guarantees are provided by what's called surety companies. Now spelled S-U-R-E-T-Y. Companies. So getting your construction qualified is a process because the surety company will go through a due diligence process on your company to determine how much money they will write or guarantee for your bonds. If you're going to get some performance bonds, you really need somebody to set up your QuickBooks who is a construction accountant, understands, preferably understands construction and QuickBooks. Now, next subject, business planning and or strategy development. This is the blueprint for your business to succeed. You get out of them and you put into them. I hate to say this, but it's true. Garbage in, garbage out. Your business plan is a living, breathing document that you will change and update as needed, no less than quarterly. It provides the baseline and milestones for your business and lets you make decisions in advance in the calm environment of your office instead of, quote, on the fly, while driving, talking to your cell phone, eating lunch, and putting together a bed. A business plan is a must if you need to borrow money from the bank or get a line of credit. Do it before you need it. There's an old uh, saying, and I forget where it comes from exactly, but the, the saying is, and I quote, dig your well before you're thirsty. Unquote. Paperwork. Begin ahead of putting paperwork into vanilla envelopes which you write the job name on both sides in big letters. If you think you're doing your own construction bookkeeping, 
Think again. Your time is more valuable than managing your business, getting customers, and keeping them happy. Let us take care of your construction accounting. Estimating process. Well, this is a tough one. There is no one right answer. You can develop your own estimating and pricing process, or you can use software estimating program like UDA or any one of the other programs out there. One of the things we suggest you do as quick as possible is develop your own cost library. And we do that inside QuickBooks by regularly pulling up a profit and loss by job and item estimates versus actual reports. And over the course of a few months, you'll have a good idea of what each, each level or milestone of a project cost. Contracts. We absolutely recommend you seek the advice of a qualified construction attorney to put in a contract that fits your specific needs. When we were in construction and beginning in the late 70s and through the uh, year 2000, we sold our last business, we learned the hard way early on about the value of a construction attorney putting it in a contract. We suffered mightily. And the few dollars, well, a few thousand dollars in our case, that it cost in a construction attorney putting together a contract to fit our needs was money well spent, and we <laughs> we paid for that, those funds over and over um, at least 100 times. Okay? Your construction contract needs to have a well-defined scope of work and, listen carefully, clear payment terms. A reasonable schedule and good, oh please, change order clause. And by the way, no work should ever be performed based on verbal agreements. Get everything in writing, always no exceptions. That's a quick piece of information, but this is one we see that bankrupts a lot of small and new contractors really fast. They do everything verbally on those change orders. The customer comes by and says, hey, Frank, John, whoever, Barbara, Jane, can you make one little change here? Can, can you just add another window? Can you put another door in? Can you make that wall um, a little higher, a little shorter? It's usually something simple, but those little leaks sink the big ship. Take the time, go to our website, www.fasteasyaccounting.com, and do the research on how to get change orders. We have all kinds of change order templates you can download for free. Everything in writing, always no exceptions. Invoicing. For small projects, we have a free invoice template you can download. And for larger projects with multiple deposits, change orders, and progress payments, you need to check out our payment application. It's built on Excel, and it works like a charm. Please, 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 please do not offer financing. Yes, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, tattoo, wrote a song about it. I'm sorry, I sung a song about it. M-I-C-A-K-A-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Your customer or client's project, do not finance those people. Bless their hearts. Because your customer or client's project, by providing a substantial amount of labor materials, subcontractors, and rental equipment, hoping to get paid later on down the road, like I said, I've been there, done that, is totally, completely foolish. Please, take a page out of McDonald's restaurant. The customer places the order at window one 
the customer pays at window two. If the customer doesn't pay, they get no food. Now, I know a lot of McDonald's and fast food places, they'll risk the cost of a beverage a lot of times. That's 17 cents is what a customer for a large beverage. So they may pass that beverage up across the window. And if you drive off that 17 cent beverage, they're not likely to chase after you. That's their decision. But it's not like you're going to get your food before you pay. So let's get that money up front. I have owned and operated several construction businesses and have clients who do it now and always work on OPM, other people's money. Nothing on earth will kill your business and your hopes and dreams faster than running out of money. Do not get caught up into the the myth that you have to finance your customer's or client's project. I have worked on several projects and our own businesses. We did a lot of plumbing contracts for um, several buildings that were six and seven and eight stories high. And I never put out dime one. I always got a deposit and I always got periodic pay application payments. And in some cases, I was the only one who did. Okay. Been there, done that. I know you can do it. If you choose to finance your customer and somebody else tells you it's the way to do it, then that's your decision. More power to you. I'm just telling you how to be rich. You can be right or be rich. Pick one. It's that simple. Okay, let's move on to MAP. MAP is Marketing, Accounting, and Production. MAP, MAP. This is a process that never stops. Selling convinces your customer and client to buy your construction services, and it comes after the marketing step. Know how to write proposals for customers or respond to requests for proposals in RFQ. What makes your company different than your competition? What are your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities? Perform a SWOT analysis. I'm sorry, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Never, ever badmouth your competition. It's tempting, but unprofessional. And they may actually do a better job than you do. I want to share one final thing here. Not one final thing. I got a lot more to say. But I want to share something else. Year over year, regardless of the economy, one thing never changes. And I know because I've been in construction and involved with it since the mid-1960s. 20% of the contractors earn and keep 80% of profits, regardless of the economy, regardless of anything. Year over year, 20% of the contractors earn and keep 80% of the profits. They have a business process management strategy, BPM. They know where to focus their limited resources. The 80-20 rule combined business process management can improve your life in ways you never dreamed possible. If you'd like to learn more about that, go to www.fasteasyaccounting forward slash BPM. Next thing I want to suggest is join trade organizations. This is a great place to meet new customers and get lots of referrals because construction is deep and wide and no one company does it all. The best one that we have found is the Master Builders Association. And spend time learning about networking for contractors. Now this organization is good for all construction and related industries and companies and, and services that provide services to contractors. Next, let's talk about labor. Now, labor can include yourself in the beginning, 
your construction workers, subcontractors, and you can even use labor pools. Um, there's a variety of labor pools in your local area where they can uh, send qualified construction workers to your job site. You get, there are a number of union and non-union places that do this. Now subcontractors are especially trade contractors that you can delegate certain portions of the work you intend to reform. Make sure they have appropriate experience, they're properly licensed, bonded, and insured. And it is important in order to maintain future long-term relationships that pay dividends to pay your subcontractors on time and treat them well. I have seen a lot of contractors make a lot of money over the long haul by paying their contractors on time and treating them well. And I've seen a lot of contractors figure out all kinds of ways to cheat their subcontractors and for a very brief time it looks like they're winning the game. In the end, they never do. Employees bring lots of flexibility and responsibility. Flexible because you can allocate resources as needed and scheduling is in your direct control. Responsibility because someone has to process payroll and payroll tax returns. You need to manage cash flow to have money for their wages, benefits, and if you offer any applicable, uh, I'm sorry, if you offer any other benefits, and you need that money on hand for the applicable state and federal withholding taxes related to their wages, you know, such as Social Security, income tax withholding, workers' compensation, unemployment insurance. Now, in addition, you may be responsible for employee benefits such as vacation pay, health insurance, and contributions to retirement program. That's one of the benefits of outsourcing to a labor pool, union, non-union, because they take care of all of that and you pay a fixed cost per hour or whatever you negotiate the service. Check with your construction attorney and your liability insurance agent to make sure you, you are covered. I want to cover some of the lessons that you will learn. And I'm sad to say, you're going to learn them the easy way or the hard way. And some of these lessons I learned the easy way and some I learned the hard way. I'm hoping I'll be able to short circuit and save you a lot of time Grief, heartache, and pain. Lesson number one. A new contractor meets an experienced customer and money changes hands, but not the way you expect it. Now, this is going to get a little rough. This is not R-rated, but it's going to get a little rough. I call this one the contract screwing. This is typical of what happens when you first get started. You bid on a project and you are the low bidder. You are given the client's standard contract, which contains a client's favorite set of commercial terms and conditions to sign as a condition of getting the project. You close your eyes and sign the contract because you don't want to ask for changes in terms or consult your construction attorney. You put the signed contract in your bottom desk drawer and pray hard nothing will happen during the course of the project that will cause you to ever have to read that contract again. That is not what happens. This is what usually happens. Poorly defined scopes of work create claims and disputes. What that means is scope creep. The scope of work, the amount of work that you are on the hook for, just sort of creeps and gets bigger and bigger and bigger kind of like an oil spill. It gets wider and wider and wider because it was poorly defined. 
The completion schedule is too short and exposes you to monetary damages for failure to finish on time. And there's a lot of things going to happen for you not to finish on time. If you're part of the completion chain, and if you're waiting for somebody else to get their work done, and they take too long, you could be penalized. We live in a world of what is, not what should be. There is a hall of justice. There is not a hall of fairness. Next, payment terms put you in a never-ending negative cash flow by loaning the customer money at 0%, providing labor material and subcontractors under cost, and you keep borrowing on your credit cards at 18-24%. Next, the customer keeps 5-10% to of the contract price as a retention for a year or more after the entire project is finished, and that might be all of your profit on that project. Next, indemnity clauses could make you financially responsible for bodily injury and property damage claims caused by the customer negligence, another contractor, or something totally unrelated to you. These are the things that happens on the contract. Furthermore, indemnity clauses could make you pay the customer's attorney's fees and costs to sue you. Next, your insurance company may be required to provide additionally insured coverage to the project, giving the customer free insurance and full access to the policy limits and coverage that you're paying for. Next, oftentimes the terms and coverage of the warranty is beyond normal industry standards. We have seen warranties up to 10 years. Standard is six months, a year, two years, what it is in your area. Um, I actually came across one a long time ago where the owner of the, of the building, it was a commercial building, he was rather astute, and he tried to slip in a, con, a, a warranty that was 100 years and claimed, oh, that was just a boo-boo, it should have been 10. And I said, no, let's take another zero off, it's one. It happened to be the Washington State. It was one year. And um, everybody else, I'm aware of the signing contract. They didn't look at that, and they signed a 100-year warranty. be a little hard to enforce, but basically, everybody else was on the hook. I wasn't. Next, dispute resolution clauses in the contract require arbitration first and then litigation, probably the two worst ways ever invented to resolve disputes. Finally, in that contract, the client's pre-printed final waiver of lien document necessary for the contractor to receive the final payment waives all your contractor rights to recover unpaid extra work and pursuing claims that arose during the course of the project. Now, these are just a few of the things that I've seen in contracts by business owners and commercial property owners that they have is called boilerplate and they just want you to go ahead and sign it. It's no big deal. Everybody does it. Um, don't. Listen carefully. Your construction attorney is your friend and ally and they can save you a lot of grief. Most contracts are easy to read and understand. Don't let anybody kid you. Pick up a contract and read it. It's very simple to read and very easy to understand. Do not make the mistake that I've made in the past of taking reading lessons. 
There's nothing that will make you blood boil more than sitting in the witness stand being sued by a less than scrupulous building owner or customer and having their attorney pass you the contract that you signed that you thought was too hard to read and they've highlighted the various paragraphs that a sixth grader can understand and ask you to read it into the document so that the court reporter can put it down. Essentially, they're asking you to load their gun with bullets and then shoot you with it. Um, yes, I have a lot of issues there. Nevertheless, I made a lot of money construction and I came out okay. Let's talk about scope of work. Description of the contract is of key importance and a well-defined scope of work with details that outline specific work to be performed by you, the contractor. The scope of work needs to also define work that is excluded and all work to be done by others, including the owner, which may interface with the contractor's scope of work. Never ever worry about too much detail. That detail will significantly help with the avoidance or resolution of claims and disputes may arise out of scope of work. Now, all this stuff is what your construction attorney will do for you. And they'll roll that stuff in and give you a boilerplate to fill in the blanks other people to sign. So don't worry about trying to do it yourself. Get your construction attorney to do it for you. I'm just giving you the kind of an outline. Next one I'll talk about is a schedule and Gantt chart. Make sure you have enough time in the schedule of work to perform the scope of work this is where every minute spent developing your work breakdown structure, your WBS, is worth an hour or more in the time you do the work. Every minute you spend in your WBS is worth an hour. I kid you not. Real quick side note here. We purchased a piece of property in uh, early 2010 here in Lord Washington. One of many properties you have. And it's a small commercial building. It went into foreclosure. We bought it at auction and it had been damaged severely. A lot of uh, doors kicked in, a lot of walls ripped out, wiring, plumbing all messed up. We developed a scope of work in WBS, and over the course of 28 days, we stripped it down to the bare studs, rewired it, replumbed it, put all new um, internet wiring, all new insulation, new sheetrock, paint, carpet, everything with permits and, and did some, some major foundation work. Got everything done in 28 days. I know what I speak. Add contingency to your schedule. Minor delays, weather, equipment problems, etc. always happen and do not expect the customer to be sympathetic and allow in time for delays. This is extremely important if the contract has liquidated money penalty damages for late completion. And in case you're not aware of that, it boils down to liquidated damages are normally a certain amount of dollars every day. That the project is delayed or not completed due to you. It can be $100 a day, $500 a day, $1,000 a day. So, payment terms should need to add positive cash flow. Get cash coming in early and often. The quote-unquote pay when paid and paid if paid terms are ridiculous and simply people who are looking for contractors to be victims so they can bankrupt them and run out of it, run out of business. We recommend not 
signing those contracts ever. The pay as paid or the pay when paid. And I've heard it all. I've had people tell me, if you don't sign this pay as paid contract, we won't hire you and you'll never work in this town again. What if they get done blustering? They liked our work. Our prices are used a little higher than everybody else's. But we are very organized. We know what we're doing. And we get things done. And more often than not, they signed it. If they didn't sign it, we didn't work. We had plenty of opportunities. Not a problem. Clients who want these types of payment terms all have access to plenty of money. And they can pay you. Remember, cash is king. Retention. Oh, this is one of my unfavorite ones. Retention. It's like a tourniquet around your financial checkbook. So instead of retention being withheld from your progress payment invoices, consider providing a warranty guarantee instead, of, instead but check your construction attorney first. And my rule of thumb is we never allowed retention because what that meant is that the owner could retain 5 to 10%, what it was agreed to, of the money for at least a year after the project is done. Well, guess what happens after the project has been done for a year? You might not get paid, and you've lost your lien rights, and good luck ever getting paid. Again, we live in a world of what is, not what should be. Indemnities. Oh, this is a great one. Indemnities can open, be an open door to your cash reserves and everything you own, now and ever in the future. Be careful. Indemnities typically cover claims for bodily injury, death of persons, and property damage. The broad and intermediate form indemnities may require you to pay for bodily injury, death, and property damage claims caused by the client, the owner, and you could be liable for their construction earnings fees and costs. Indemnity and contracts mean dangerous risk transfer if enforced in a court of law. Could possibly bankrupt your company for doing something you had nothing for something you had nothing to do with. Again, your construction attorney is a person to ask, and don't be afraid to walk away from a project. There are three types of indemnities to be aware of. Number one is a broad form. A broad form indemnity con- contractually obligates you, the contractor, to be responsible for claims arising out of any amount of the client's negligence, including the, his or her sole negligence. That's the 100% indemnity. Isn't that great? They want you to sign a form saying that you'll reimburse them or anybody else for their stupidity. The intermediate form, an intermediate form indemnity contractually obligates you, the contractor, to be responsible for claims arising out of the client's negligence. Again, I'm amazed, but it excludes only those claims arising out of the client's sole negligence. That's the we call that the 99.9% indemnity. Limited form. A limited form indemnity contractually obligates both the contractor and the client to be responsible to only the extent they are negligent for a claim. Not as bad, but bad enough. Additionally insured is a typical requirement of a contract that means something like, quote, contractor will name customer as an additionally insured on his general liability insurance policy, unquote. Understand that when you name a, your customer as an additionally insured to your general liability insurance policy, bodily injury and property damage coverage, he or she receives full access to the policy monetary limits and coverage provided by that policy at no cost, free, zip, zero. 
The customer may also receive legal defense of a claim because your general liability policy was free to them. Let's talk about warranty. Warranty is a good thing because it shows your commitment to stand behind your work and fix or replace defective parts or workmanship. Stand behind your work with a good warranty will give you a very good reputation. However, warranties don't have to go on forever and you don't need to marry the project. One year is about right and perhaps you could offer extended warranties as well at an additional cost. Your decision. Your warranty should exclude things like normal wear and tear, corrosion, improper usage, etc. Make sure your warranty is specific as what it includes and excludes when it starts and when it ends. Next item, dispute resolution. A well-defined and documented dispute resolution clause in all your contracts outlines a process to try and resolve disputes with negotiation as a starting place and if negotiation fails, then mediation. If that will not work, provide for a senior executive of each organization to try and resolve the dispute. If all else fails, arbitration and or litigation is the end. And trust me, everybody except the attorneys will lose. Do everything you can to stay out of court. Next item forbid, lien waiver. Do not ever give a lien waiver in advance of the check clearing the bank. All 50 states have lien laws that provide contractors with some limited protection against customers that refuse to pay. Make sure your construction company reviews the original contract looking for the customer's final lien waiver. That can be hidden deep in the contract documents. Some final lien waivers also waive your rights to collect outstanding change orders and or bodily injury or property damage claims against your employees or property caused by the negligence of the owner. So be careful. All right, I've covered a lot of information, and all that information about disputes and warranties and liens and contracts, I'm going to wrap that up and put a bow around it and say, take this information, find yourself a good construction attorney. Not the attorney who is a journalist, somebody who specializes in construction, and they will write your boilerplate contract. It may be several pages long. Our contract that we had was on an 8.5 by 11 uh, multi-form paper and the entire boilerplate fit in the back in very small type and it was great because the very few times we had a, a customer or a client try to give us a hard time I'd refer them to read the back of the contract and then ask if they wanted to go any further and every time they all decided to work things out and be fair now did I work things out to be fair? Yes, I did. Were there times when I would actually pay money that I didn't have to in order to satisfy a customer? Yes, I did. Rule of thumb is if you can make things right with a few dollars, even a few dollars more than you want to, in the end, you're better off. But that's just my advice. You make the final decision. We'll move on to something new. Um, very worthwhile. It's called the Board of Advisors. Finally, one of the best things you can do at very little cost is put together your own Board of Advisors to guide you. And your Board of Advisors are comprised of the following people. Number one, in my opinion, most important person on your Board of Advisors is your tax preparer. That's the person who prepares your corporate, company, and personal 
taxes. That person has a, a good insight on everything that's going inside your business. Now, number two is your outside construction accountant. And by the way, just so we're clear, I'd like to be your construction accountant. We have a process in the system to handle all your contractors' bookkeeping services needs. We work with contractors all across the country with cloud-based accounting services. And we use uh, the QuickBooks desktop version in the cloud. What that means is you can access your QuickBooks from any web device, and it's your real QuickBooks desktop version. So number two is your construction accountant and who does your, your bookkeeping. We keep those two separate. So the person that does your taxes does not ever do your bookkeeping. And I'm talking about your annual taxes. Now, your bookkeeper, um, we do the payroll reports, payroll returns, and quarterly tax returns, and a lot of stuff. We get all that done for you. That's easy. But make sure you have a, an external tax preparer that does all your personal business taxes. Number three on this, board advisors. Number three is going to sound a little funny. Trust me, use them. Number three is your commercial banker. Go find a banker, a commercial banker, wherever you bank at. It can be a big bank, a national bank, international bank, state bank, local bank. It doesn't matter. But wherever you bank at, ask if they have a commercial banker. And then get a relationship with that commercial banker so that at least once a quarter, once a month preferably, but once a quarter, you take in your profit and loss and balance sheet and have a cup of coffee and ask them to look it over and offer you any advice. And what I tell my clients is really quite simple. Take your profit and loss and balance sheet in and say, Randall said the sky is blue, the grass is green. Randall said these numbers look good. What do you say? Because your commercial banker will have a different view. And they are very valuable. They can help you immensely. Okay? That's the third person on your board of advisors. The fourth person on your board of advisors, and I think I mentioned this already, but I'm going to mention it again, is your construction attorney. They will keep you out of trouble. Oh, my gosh. When I finally figured out the value of a construction attorney and how much they kept me out of trouble, I kicked myself for not getting one earlier. Find one. Hold on to them for dear life. And number five, and this is the one that this is the one that wraps up the whole bow. Find yourself a good financial planner, and probably the best way to best place to start is at your bank. But find a good financial planner, and not somebody who's trying to sell you a bunch of nonsense you don't need, but a good financial planner to help you plan for your retirement, because at some point you're going to sell the business and move on. Now your financial planner will work closely with your tax preparer the banker, the attorney, and the accountant. And they'll help you to map out your exit strategy for leaving your business. Nothing's finer than the day you know that you can retire and you've either sold the business or if need be, you close it down. What are you going to do? That's totally your call. Um, I like the idea of selling the business. It makes a lot of money. Okay, finally... I suggest strongly you find a mentor, someone who's been where you are, and you want to go and can guide you. And we would like to be that person for you. I encourage you to call Sherry 206-361-3950 or shoot her an email, S-H-A-R-I-E, at fasteasykind.com and schedule your no-charge one-hour consultation. 
I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contracts by giving services to us is more than just doing the books. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them and we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now. So, please leave me honor commenting and rating the podcast on whatever medium you listen to this on. Tell me what you liked, did not like, tell it as you see it, because your feedback is critical, and I thank you in advance. You deserve to be wealthy, because you bring value to other people's lives. And this is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company. Construction accounting is not rocket science. It is a lot harder than that, and a lot more valuable to people like you. So stop missing out. If you would like to learn about what makes construction accounting different from regular accounting, please visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. And please feel free to call Sherry 206-361-3950 or email her S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge one-hour consultation. If you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, you are invited to download a guide to finding the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash H-S. I do sincerely want to caution you that we may or may not be a good fit for your construction company. This guide will help you learn what to look for in an outsourced construction accounting firm. Thank you very much, and I hope you understand we really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you ever hire our services. Bye for now until our next episode here in the Contractor's Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.